when the customer came to our kitchen and say how how much they love our food and the food was amazing um that actually make my day and and whatever we have been doing is actually a paid off it's really interesting watching cities change and develop some planning is intentional there's focus groups there's city councillors making plans some things just seem to happen and that's certainly been the case in the center of melbourne on the burke street hill which over about the past 10 years has slowly transformed into a little Thai town. There are so many Thai restaurants all uh, doing different expressions of Thai cuisine and I think it's been a real education for Melbourne diners who are experiencing new flavours, new techniques and the kind of restaurants that express Thai cuisine in a way that you wouldn't even see in Thailand. These are particularly Melbourne restaurants. We're speaking today to the head chef of the originator of this phenomenon. Um, Nuchanun Tongsawat is at Thai Tide at, um, in Burke Street. Nucha, welcome to Dirty Linen. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. And I think Thai Tide is one of Melbourne's most interesting restaurants, always doing something different. Tell us about Thai Tide at the moment. Well, Thai Tide at the moment, we are um, offering the um, the region cuisine, Thai cuisine that the, because everyone is we used to have we used to offer Thai street food before, and now we we're trying to be more unique by offering a specialized um, specialized in regional Thai cuisine. So yeah, um, after many years of specializing in Thai street food, we thought it's a right time for us to showcase the diversity of regional Thai cuisine to Melbourne. So offer something more more exciting, something less familiar, but rest assured that still highlight the bowl and balanced flavor of Thai cuisine. So there's the people that work at Thai Tide come from all different parts of Thailand. Can you talk about how that feeds into the menu that you're doing there? Yeah, because our team member is actually came from many parts of Thailand. So we kind of come up with the dishes that pop the most popular or you hard to find in, in, in that area. So um, one of them is actually from the, um, I'm actually from the central part of Thailand. So um, I put some of my favorite dishes in that menu. And one of them is actually from, from um, northern North Eastern and some from South. So we we brainstorming and we get some some ideas from them and then we put those menu in that uh, in our menu. I love it. And w- would someone, let's say, from the south of Thailand, be trying something completely new when they taste this northeastern dish? Yeah. Um. Well. For instance, we have like a stew pork bellies that from from actually from southern part of thailand i i love that dish so much i had it when i went to phuket and then luck, lucky me that one of the team member they're from phuket as well so we kind of get the real recipe the um the secret ingredient from them like so we make 
um, that this according to the real person that lives in Phuket. It's so cool. So, I mean, the way I see it, it's like this is a very Australian restaurant in a way. Yeah. Um, so, ideally, we, we want to um, – it's actually a risky move for us because many people would still favor their family or Thai comfort food. Like some of our old customers would ask for the old Thai Thai back then, like a seafood dishes. But, yeah – um, but we stick to our gun and strive to offer another side of Thai cuisine. Yeah, it's really exciting. So, Nuchanan, I'd love to you to share your background in Central Thailand. Tell us, tell us about life when you were a kid and and how you got um, so embedded in the food world. Well, um, yeah, I was. I'm actually from the Nakhon Patom, which is a central part of Thailand, and my my family is a. My family has um, on my mom is a chef as well, and my family has a small Thai restaurant in in Thailand. So I remember growing up watching my mom cooking every day. So when you like when you were a kid, you have a lot of curiosities to ask your mom. Um, so I kept asking my mom, "Why do you have to do this? Why why you cook that way? Why do you have to do that?" But the little I know that. Or whatever I asked my mom, it was a technique that I'm actually using at in my career right now. So yeah, um, luck- luckily that uh, my family is like have a passionate about cooking, and it's actually transferred to me automatically. <laughs> what style of restaurant did your mom have when you were little? Um, my mom has um, I would say a supper late night dinner. So we offer like a rice porridge with a condiments, um, a condiments dishes or some stir fry, some salad that goes well with the um, rice porridge. Yum. So in this late night style of food, like who would come and be eating that? So um, in that late night, usually people who like to who like to go out to clubbing or People, cause some people actually work late night as well. So we we offer them those people who have to stay late at night. And usually after like after you clubbing, you feel hungry, and then they came to us like, yeah, yum. Um, and do you do any of those dishes at Thai Tide now? We actually did before at Thai Thai. We offered um some before at Thai Thai because. Um, but not not in our menu anymore. Right right now, not in our menu. But we might introduce some in the future. Yeah, and is your mum still? Does she still have her restaurant? Yeah, she actually retired like five years ago. But well, she said to me that she doesn't want to be home and doing nothing, just ordering online from the TV. So she she said to me that okay, um, what about I do whatever I love, which is um, she wanted to do a small restaurant again because she loves to cook so much. And she asked me if she could have a probably five tables at our home because we have spacious spaces in, in, in Thailand, in my home. And she plants everything herself. Like she has like um, coconut trees 
for for instance, and she has a lot of she she plants a lot of mangoes. She plants her own vegetables, and she used those ingredients to cook for customer. Yeah, that sounds so good. I need to get her address <laughs> next time I go to Thailand. That sounds like a restaurant I definitely want to eat at. Yeah. Um, did she transmit? I mean, I know you're working in food, but did she transmit that love of food and cooking to you? Yeah, um, she taught me a lot. She taught me um, <clears throat> how to cook properly because she said, even though you don't have any skills, but if you cook with your heart, the test going to be bold. People can test it. People can test your effort. People can test whatever you cook if you cook by your heart. So um, I would say I didn't have much skills back then. And then when you love, you have a passion of cooking, you, you, you keep doing better and better. And how did you come to be cooking here in Australia? Um, I first came to visit my my relative who live here in in Melbourne and then I find Melbourne is really a wonderful city and yeah a few years later I came back on a student visa and I studied cookery and hospitality and while I was studying I I have a chance to um to work part-time as well so I work part-time in several Thai restaurants and yeah, and one of them was Thai Thai. And you never left. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, it's been 13 years now. I never left. Wow. I love it. Well, we've we've had um, the owner of Thai Thai on the podcast ages ago, America Charongvat, and I think she's such a dynamic restaurateur, never afraid to make changes. And I think she's really been one of the people that's got Australia's Thai food scene or Melbourne's Thai food scene just really into a different place with, um, you know, doesn't have to be green chicken curry and pad thai and all those, I guess, as you say, comfort food dishes. She brought, she actually brought up that idea and I was actually thrilled to like, I was, I would agree and disagree at the same time, if you know what I mean. And I was like, well, if you don't want to offer those dishes, then what people are going to have? And I was like, but at the same time, we have we have more of the um, those dishes in Thailand. Well, just thinking about what your mom cooked at home for you, it's not. It's definitely definitely not pad thai at home. You're not gonna cook pad thai at home. I guarantee you. In Thailand, people just go out to buy pad thai, but we don't cook that at home. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it's more of a reflection. Or partly it's a reflection of home cooking, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like home cooking. What what your what you would ask your mom to cook, what is your favourite dish when your mom cooked for you? There's some really interesting ingredients that you're using in the menu at Thai Tide at the moment, Nutcha, and one that is very striking is ant larvae. Can you tell me about that ingredient and the dish that they're used in? Yeah, the ant larvae is actually from the northeastern um, part of Thailand. So um, it's really hard to, even you are in Thailand, it's really hard to find that the um, the main ingredient. So yeah, we we get that 
inspiration from from the um, one of our team member because she said it's really popular in in that area but but you it's a lot of effort for that niche so because you cannot just use coconut milk or water just the normal water to 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 make that dish you need to get the ec- extract um from the yanang leaf which is which is only grow in the um that part only so you get the extract from them and then you make the soup with the um sticky rice as well you put some sticky rice you put some chili some shallots some garlic and the main one is the dill to make the flavor is really bold and rich it's really rich and it's it's sort of really clean and bright as well yeah and after you test it you can feel the heat inside you like it's kind of spicy but it's it happy spiciness. I don't know how to say it, but like, yeah. It's so complex and deep and transporting. And I mean, the ant larvae themselves, they're quite, they're like these little white little squiggles and they're quite, I mean, they don't have a strong flavour to, to my, um, in my experience, but they've got this sort of creamy, little creamy bite to them. Yeah, yeah, that feeling, that, like a creamy and with the rich flavour of the soup, it's actually combined well together. Yeah, it's so good. And then there's another dish I'd love you to talk about, which I understand is Royal Thai cuisine. It's the Yum Tawai. Can you tell me about that one? Yeah, the Yum Tawai is actually the um, from Royal Central. They serve or uh, for they used to serve in the um, Royal in 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 back then in Thailand. And yeah, the the creamy sauce breast red curry that I made from from the dry chili I made from the all a lot of herbs and then I pound it together and then with the vegetable we boil it with the coconut milk the ideally we it was it called salad bowl so ideally we actually um, recommend you guys to pour those um, red creamy on top of the vegetable and then mix it together and then you can taste all the um the the sauce and the vegetable but some people just dipping with our sauce which is um yeah it's it's not wrong to do that but yeah <laughs> well thanks for saying that because i did it wrong so. <laughs> it's actually not wrong way to do it but yeah you can taste it as well it was well also because i got some roti and i was dipping the roti in the red curry as well that was so yummy too um yeah because some yeah. of the customer actually ordered just only the side by itself and they would order the roti to dip dip with that sauce as well Okay, and that's allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's another really striking aspect of Thai Tide as it is at the moment, and that's that you're only serving Australian natural wine with this menu um, and beer and stuff, but like the wine, it's all Australian and it's all natural. I think that's so interesting. How do, how do you feel about that? Yeah, um, we, we – we try to offer natural wines that go well with the um the food that we are making. We are we are offering at the moment. So um, we have a special special 
person in Y, um, say I cook, I cook them some food and they, they would test it. And then they, we say, okay, this Y pair with this food is the best. So yeah, that why, that's why we come up with the natural wines. That's so cool. And I didn't get to try this, but I understand you've collaborated with a local brewery and there was a mango sticky rice beer. Yeah, it was um, It was a mango. And now, um, yeah, it's a mango sticky rice beer. This is the first time I, I heard is, is I was like, what is that beer? What is test would be? And then I tested and it's actually you can send, you can, you can, Somehow you can test the the feeling of the mango sticky rice. Wow, it just sounds so cool. Um, so, I mean, what does it feel like to you've been at Tai Tai for for ages? Like, what does it feel like to watch that strip around you develop and all these other Thai restaurants come into the hood? Well, um, um, actually, yeah, it's. I would say because I've been with Tai Tai for for so long and. I would say back then we don't have any many many Thai restaurant rawas, but now um, but now I'm actually glad that we have a lot of neighbors, so that would show that um, Australian people love Thai food so much, and yeah, but we 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 are actually take a risk to to offer something different from the um from neighbors because we we used to offer whatever they offered before but now we we are trying to be more unique and yeah that's really interesting it is um but yeah i mean you you have to i guess be an originator and stand out from the crowd yeah yeah, interesting. I mean, would you say that you're attracting different customers from some of your neighbors? I actually we are actually welcoming everyone, but um I would for but some I would say that some people actually um they they value they value differently. So some people value portion portion sizes, some people value um the effort of cooking some people value of the um the the quality of food so we are we i would say that we are welcoming every one of them but we want to attract the um people that have a passionate about food that's very diplomatically said, which I have to say, because I mean the produce that you're using at Tai Tide is is really really good. It's top top quality, and I mean that has to be reflected in some of the pricing. So I completely understand where you're coming from, um, but of course, you know, not everybody is um, is up for that. So um, I guess it's a it's a bit of a, a sifting process. But I really I really hope that you find the customers that appreciate what you're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, tell us about some of the the extra effort that you go to, perhaps with some of these preparations that you're doing. The preparation is the hardest work for us because um, it's really a hard work because that, that small dish, but who knows behind the scene that we are working so much to to make that dish is complete, complete the that dish completeness. So yeah. Um, we do a lot of preparation behind the scene with the pounding everything by hand. We make our own 
curry paste. We not use um the instant curry paste from from the market. We use everything our own. So it's it's a lot of work behind the scene, I would say. And what are the satisfactions for you? Like, what makes it all worthwhile? Well, um, I think it's all worthwhile because you you get more flavor if you 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 do it yourself you get more flavor and rich and both flavor and what about the response that you get like does that um yeah put a smile on your face yeah because when the customer came to our kitchen and say how how much they love our food and the food was amazing um that actually make my day and and everyone that is um is actually a paid off whatever we have been doing doing in the past, and then we we can see the customer that love our food is actually paid off because we are actually using the we try to use the best quality from local local suppliers such as um the vegetable from Natura or the meat from Gamekeepers or even seafood from Ocean Made. I would say that it's actually, to be honest, it's it's more cost for us, but we want to offer the best quality for for our customer. Yeah. Well, personally, I think it really comes through. It's just really such an exciting menu. And I know you change it all the time, but such exciting food and, um, yeah, a real – I mean, I learned so much from just being introduced to different dishes from different regions and ingredients that I don't think you can find anywhere else in Melbourne – as well as you know the the that great pro, that great local produce, so um, yeah, um, I can't wait to watch more people get excited about this restaurant, Nacha. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, well, it's great to have a chat to you today. Thanks for giving us your time, and um, yeah. Go back and create some more deliciousness for us. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope I hope you're coming back soon because we are launching a new menu next week. So um, there are a lot more new dishes that I want you. I would love uh, people to try now. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely coming back. Well, I was chatting to America and she was saying that the menu's designed that you could never explore it all in one go. So <laughs> it's like it's a good trick. I'm happy to be seduced by that. Thank you so much. All right, chat soon. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.